Welcome to the Side Action Podcast, the sports gambling show that covers everything in the world of sports betting from A through Z. We'll cover the four major sports as well as anything and everything in between worth some action and we'll increase the size of your bankroll. And here we go. All right, we are recording once again. Let's try not to touch it this time. Uh, my name is Jim Weglars, a.k.a. Weggs. You can follow me at Weggs on Twitter and Instagram. We are the Side Action Podcast, episode 17, <laughs> season 6. Sorry, everybody. We had a little technical glitch, so we had to start over here. Uh, Dalton, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, Dalton, a.k.a. Coop, if you will. Uh, you can check me out on Instagram at Dalton Cooper, uh, on Twitter uh, at Dalton Cooper at Mr. Grumpy Gills. Uh, we are the Side Action Podcast. Welcome aboard. How are you? I know we're virtual again. So this yeah, is we're virtual again. We're sad. You're not here to see the tree. It decorated it for you and everything. It's a real, you <laughs> know, get to right? see it. It was naked. It was naked. It was ready for you. But um, So we obviously last weekend had some good times with the karaoke. How was the rest of your weekend? Uh, not too bad. Weekend was pretty. I still can't remember what I did Friday. I'm still trying to like remember what I did. I still think I didn't do anything. I still think I hung out at home. So right. I'm sure Callie will listen to this and be like, I can't believe you forgot what we did. Oh, I did. Uh, I forgot to mention too. We went to breakfast Saturday morning, which is always good. We went yeah. to the Honey Bear Cafe. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, honey, I don't know if you've ever had that or not, but that is a, that's fire. I, I haven't they been there yet. It's right on Clark. I know where it's at. It's supposed to be very yeah. good. Oh, it's fire. Highly recommend it. Fire. <laughs> Uh, what's, your, what's your go-to entree? Um, honestly, I haven't gotten the same thing there yet. So okay. that's how good it's been. But the French toast, I've been living in French toast land the last couple times I've been there. So, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, not too not too bad. And obviously we played Hamlin and then we did our karaoke. We had, uh, I still can't remember the name of it, you just said it, uh, that South Korean Oh, vodka. Soju, Soju. Soju, yeah. yeah, that's right, Soju. So, delicious, yeah, South delicious Korean, rice, so. wine, liquor, whatever it is, it's delicious. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's delicious. I mean, a half dozen of them, I highly recommend. Well, so. you were, you left early. We had this whole experience where we went, we were going to go to Fireside and then decided to go to Shawarma Inn, which is right across the sweet street. Shawarma Inn is very good. I don't know if you've ever been there. It's delicious. And they're open until no. 5 in the morning. Till 5 a.m.? Yes. It was across the street? Across the street from Lincoln Karaoke, yes. Huh. I had no idea. Well, I wish... That's tough. Anyway, yeah. well, I think we had a long day, too, volleyball. We, had, oh, yeah. we I think we only had, like, 13 or 14. No, I think we had we had enough for three teams of six. Or, no, we had enough for two teams of six. So we had 13 people, yes. Yeah, so we were playing really all day. It oh, was, that's good. Yeah, it was a long afternoon. So, um, let's see. This, uh, and then Sunday, obviously. Oh, we had brunch Sunday. So, okay. like I said, we played a... At replay brunch, and that's pretty fire as well. Yeah, sure. Um, damn, what did I get for brunch there? Oh, I had the burrito. That was steak burrito. It was fantastic. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Real steak good. Burrito, Real good huh? time. So, uh, oh, yeah, and I forgot to tell you, I blew it last night. Or not oh. last night, Tuesday night. I, at bowling, yeah, I'm a fraud. Uh, I shot 298. I'm a fraud. You're not a fraud. So, You're not a fraud. You did your best. I'm fraudulent. I'm fraud. 298? I've never even gotten, I think maybe got 200 once. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. I can make you into a good bowl. I can make anybody into a good Of course bowl. you can. You're a great coach. I feel confident. But you, uh, you said, we, you know, in the first iteration of this podcast earlier, you said that you have bowled 300 many times before. You're like a, not just a great, I mean, bowling, I guess yeah, you have to hit 300. More, more than double digits, for sure. That's yeah. awesome. If you look at the, the sanctionized, so like the actually recognized bike and 
you know, in league play or tournament play or whatever it is. But so, you let Irv down because he's never seen it happen. Yeah, yeah, Irv has never seen. I was trying to pop his cherry because I, I would love to see him shoot 300 himself. That would be that would sure. tickle me to death. I sure. think I would. I think I'd rather give up my 300 than watch him shoot 300. That'd be more fun, even for me. I think. So, when I saw Irv, when I before going to the karaoke, I saw Irv at the. We went to. Nikki's place, and then we went to the Eight Crazy Nights, which is the Hanukkah bar in yeah. in Wrigley. You know, it's all the pop-up bars. We had Greystone turns into this blue and white wonderland of dreidels, and I forgot to mention this before. And I'm not trying to offend anybody. It was just I was on a sweater. I'm just repeating it. Yeah, my favorite part was says, "This is how we Jew it." It was awesome. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and then obviously I had some holiday parties this week, so. And we decorated the tree on Sunday. It looks great. Like I mentioned, it's it's lovely. It's been lit up for the most of the time since Sunday. And you know, we're just showing everybody uh, the Edgewater Studios finest finest participant here in the tree. Heck yeah! And you know, the nice thing about having a, a redo, I just noticed this is hopefully we won't have an ambulance this time. So. Oh yeah. Well, we did. We had maybe that's what happened. It, it, it messed up the recording function. But <laughs> well, let's talk about who's going to the shed. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a homer a little bit in this one, but I'm taking head coach Matt Eberflus from the Bears to the shed. He's blown his second double-digit fourth-quarter lead in, on the season, and uh, this was a tough one because they played great. The defense played so good. They picked off uh, Flacco a couple times, and one went to the house, one went to the one-yard line. This is why they got the touchdowns because Cleveland's defense is really good. But somehow yeah. they figured out a way to blow it, not kicking field goals and doing stupid stuff and. They blew that, you know, 17 to three, I think, going to the fourth quarter, and they lose 20 to 17. They didn't even need overtime actually to get there. So, Matty Rifflews, I don't think you should be sticking around. Hot topic, but you're in the shed. You can think about it for the week. Yeah, and again, the FBI raided one of his assistant coaches' houses yeah. earlier in the year, so that was fun. Uh, but one. no, I have a I have a limited shed list as well this week. So. Uh, the first person is Anthony Edwards. He uh, he got taken to the shed this week. For those of you that don't follow social media, he had a he had he had relations with a woman. Uh, got caught up in the heat of the moment, if you will. His words, not mine. Well, we um, all do. It happens. Know. And then they had differing opinions on whether they were going to keep, uh, you know, said situation or said you know conception. There we go. Yeah, said conception. So uh, he got he got put on blast on social media for like six hours. Everybody was having a field day with him. So right. he got taken to the shed and then your beloved Cowboys and putting them in the shed this week. They, uh, uh, they didn't they, play well. They got, yeah, yeah, they got manhandled in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. So, uh, they got cooked, if you will. There you go. So James Cook went off. I should put him in club dub, honestly. Which, yeah, I know. I'm surprised. Uh, we'll yeah, we'll get to that here. In just you've a been, second. you've been but, the uh, leader of the James Cook, uh, fan club all season. You've been talking about him yeah. since week one. Because he's good. Because I didn't he's say really it wasn't good. good. I just and he proved it. Finally. He's he's the MVP of the league according to you in our you know volley well, yeah, text. Yeah, Kent Dorsey would have been the the offensive coordinator <laughs> the whole or wouldn't have been the you know wouldn't have been there in the yeah, beginning Joe of the Brady, year, yeah. getting in James Cook's way. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, not... the Cowboys got taken the shed. They got embarrassed in Buffalo. Uh, basically, any hopes of the one seed are gone. Basically, any hopes of winning the NFC East are gone. So. That's not true. Yeah. The Eagles lost. Yeah, but they they don't have any of the tiebreakers over the Eagles. All right, we'll debate this the later. Eagles have a, we'll Eagles debate have this a later. Your division. I'll tell you. I'll tell you this. Okay, we'll get into this separately. Here we go. It's the. It's not true. That's not true. I'm not saying that they they have to win this week, and we'll talk about it. But 
The Cowboys in the division right now are they're four and one, so they have a better it record. Goes to, it goes down to the sixth tiebreaker though. And that's the like sixth was, tiebreaker? Yeah, What's they were that? talking about it on uh, Monday. They were talking about it on ESPN. I well, here's what, the thing. I, they can finish. The thing is, obviously, the Eagles, the Cowboys have to win out, which is hard to do. We know that. They're seven to three in the conference. They're four and one in division. If they win out, right, they'll they'll have the same record. They can't beat the Dolphins. They're gonna lose Sunday. It's not gonna matter. Wait, did somebody pick the Cowboys? Anyway, we'll get we'll get to that later. Uh, okay, let's get into the next one. <laughs> let's do Club Dub now. Uh, in Club Dub, I have Sammy Laporta, rookie tight end of Detroit. Three touchdowns on Saturday. Played awesome. He's had a great rookie campaign. Nine touchdowns on the season. They traded away T.J. Hawkinson last season. Didn't need him. Let's get this rookie in here. He dominates, and, and he's got that Iowa, you know, pedigree. And he's he kind of plays tough out there. Even besides the touchdowns, he's he's a little bit got a little edge out there. I like how he plays. And frankly, Detroit needs it sometimes because they get a little soft as well. Yeah, they definitely need him in the goal and the uh, the red zone. Yeah, that's yeah. when he definitely makes his magic. Cause they really can't get the ball to you know to St. Brown in the red zone because just because I think surely of his height he's not really a jump ball wide receiver but you can throw right. those jump balls to Laporta so uh, high football IQ that guy too so oh, for sure uh, club dub we're starting out with uh, Harding the Harding Bisons I don't know oh, if yeah. you've heard of them or not but uh, division yeah they two. run for do what division two yeah division two they are the division two football champions this year. Um, on the season, they rushed for uh, over, or right around, I guess, right at uh, 6,351 yards and Incredible. 79 touchdowns. So wow. they uh, they attempted 56 passes the entire season. Hey, they tried. They tried to pass. Yeah, they, yeah, they just, you know, it just they don't need to throw the football. They just want to run the clock. If anything, maybe they just want to go home. Maybe I, they, 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 I wonder, they're part of like the, the I haven't clock. seen them play, but I bet you they go for fourth down a lot. They're just like... Fourth and one, we can get this. Boom. Fourth and two, boom. Yeah. They're three yards in a cloud of dust. But 6,000 yards, they're breaking off some runs there. Yeah. No, they definitely lead the league in time of possession, I bet. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's what my best guess is. Um, um, and then we're also going to put uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers in Club Dub. Okay. So they beat the Houston Rockets in overtime on Monday night to extend their um, streak to 11 straight overtime wins, which is okay. tied for the second longest streak in NBA history. Now, my friend, can you tell me who the team is that has the longest overtime winning streak in NBA history? I'm not going to answer because we already know this because I did it on the we did it on the the, the practice pod, but I, I guessed the Miami Heat last time, so I'm going to say Miami uh, Heat. Uh, you so you were you're in the same division. It was actually the uh, the New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah. So I get well. I guess they're not in the same division anymore now that New Orleans is in the West. But they used to right. be. But regardless of that, uh, yeah, they won 13 straight from 06 to 08, which I heard was your uh, your heyday. Those oh yeah, that's years. when I was playing in the league. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, that's when you were in your the glory days, if you yeah, will. Yeah, the G yeah. League. I was kind of getting called up every now and then to get in the practice team, practice squad. Yeah, as like the the towel boy or the water boy, which one? Mm, I can do both. I'm versatile. Nice, hell yeah, there you go. That's that's good. That's a five tool kind of guy. That's why you're, that's why we keep you around, you know. So a lot of a lot of good qualities to Kept offer. Me going. So we'll Kept see if going. they can break the record or not. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, and then we're we're also putting uh, Quinn Hughes in Club Dub. Uh, he is the defenseman for the Vancouver Canucks. Yes. Um, he is the fourth defenseman. Um, in NHL history, um, he's had 40 points in his first 33 games. That's good. Which, it done. like I said, has only been done three times, um, which he's well on pace, like I said, for 
um, a hundred point season, and that's only been done six times in NHL history. So uh, definitely would be a big deal for sure. Um, so we're definitely putting Quinn Hughes in club dub this week. Nice job, Quinn. Nice work. That's yeah. really good for an investment for sure. Yeah. Shout out to James Cook, honorary member of club. Yeah, dub. yeah. He's he's mad at you. He's salty. He's been standing at the door. You didn't want to red rope him in there. Yeah. Well, we finally got him in. We just had a miscommunication. We had a misunderstanding. That's what it I was. See. It was just. Misunderstanding. We were talking, we've got to put levels on this club dub. It's getting very large, so there's gonna be different themes on each floor. Yeah, we'll have a we'll have a review of the club dub. Maybe we'll do that in like March or February. Yeah. It gets a little slower. I think, I think we talked about that having a review. Yeah, oh for sure. Yeah. Okay, so let's move to college. We're gonna break off like the championship games for next week, uh, and actually leave a couple other games for next weekend. So there's basically the yeah, polls have been going on, but Let's go from now until maybe the end of next week. Uh, let's start off. We've got South Florida, who's playing tonight uh, at the Boca Raton Bowl. I guess they're playing Boca Raton. So South Florida is a three-point dog in this one against Syracuse. Who do you like? Oh, man. Uh, that one I like, the <laughs> University of South Florida. There you go, the, the Bulls. Oh, yeah, we like you. They're playing at home. Um, I think they have a really good matchup up front as, as far as, like, controlling line of scrimmage. Uh, Syracuse, I think the big, uh, the big news of them this week. Do you know who? Do you know who transferred there? Did you see who transferred to uh, Syracuse this week? I don't think so. No, I don't. In the portal, uh, Kyle McCord. Kyle oh. McCord, former starting quarterback for Ohio State, is transferring to Syracuse. Well, he's not yeah. good. He's not good. He's, so he's moving up. So. <laughs> I don't know about up, but he's moving uh, up. That's for sure. So, but yeah, I think that's good. I think that's the biggest news in Syracuse football this week. I think South Florida's. I think they're the side. I, they're at home. Uh, you know, I just I like the matchup. Nice. Uh, our second game here is the uh, Central Florida here, so that's going to be Friday tomorrow. The, the Gasparilla Bowl, which is in Tampa, they're playing Georgia Tech. They are five point favorites. You're showing four and a half either way. It looks like you like the uh, Central. You like Central Florida in this one. Golden Knights. Yeah, I like UC, I like UCF. Uh, ironically enough, they actually play in the Big 12, so they they have <laughs> played a tougher schedule. They've played Baylor, Kansas. Mm-hmm. Um, they played them pretty tough, uh, and they actually I think they beat Oklahoma State if I recall correctly. I think this is the team that just absolutely destroyed Oklahoma State if I recall correctly. Yeah, they beat yeah, them, they 45 beat them 45 to three. What happened yeah, there? Yeah, so. Uh, I don't remember. I just remembered that game. But, yeah, I, I just like UCF here. I like the matchup. Uh, I, I don't see why. Uh, plus, they're playing Gasparilla. That's so funny. I, how do they come up with these names, by the way? Gasparilla. Well, you know, I guess is that a flower, kind of right? a, I don't know if that's a very piratey kind of thing, but it's definitely like an Old West type of thing. But do you know that they have that thing down in Tampa where they they pretend like the, the town is being sacked by pirates? You heard of no. that? I can't I've remember what it's called, it. but um, but anyway, uh, Grabo, you know Grabo from the softball team, yeah. come on the softball shirt. Uh, he's been down there and he just he pretends like he's a pirate for the weekend. Apparently, that's what people do. Nice. So I don't Hell know if yeah, that's related that to Gasparilla. Cool. Just making okay. it up. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I just like I said, I like the matchup with UCF. Uh, Georgia Tech is still kind of a younger team. They're they're just I mean they're, they run a regular offense now, which is kind of fun. Yeah. So it's not the old triple option. So. Uh, but no, I like UCF. They're they're closer to home. They're in Tampa. Well, I guess Georgia Tech's probably not too far away from Tampa. Yeah. But I just I like the matchup. Like I said, the conference ACC is weak. It's weak sauce. Uh, weak. Shout out to or weak. Courtney. The ACC is garbage. Um, 
but yeah, I just like I said, I like I like UCF here. So on Saturday, you got two games that you like. Uh, James Madison has had an amazing season. Is playing Air Force in the Armed Forces Bowl in Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, I did the research analysis last time. The coach, uh, Kurt Signetti, has moved on. He's now the Indiana coach, so they've got a uh, kind of an interim coach, or maybe it's going to be the perm coach. Do you think that plays a factor, or are you still like James Madison in this one? Uh, I still like James Madison. Two-point uh, favorites. I, yeah, well, Air Force is kind of, I don't want to say, I probably limited is the best word to say on offense. They're small. Uh, yeah, they're definitely uh, definitely limited. But I like JMU. I think they can control. I think they can, they will be able to control the line of scrimmage. Uh, and there's a reason why they're 11 and one. I think, like I said before, I think we all kind of get fixated on the fact that they lost to Appalachian State. That's a good team. You know, when game day was there, and that could be, like I said, for the smaller programs, I think, uh, especially with Pat McAfee coming in the day before. So now it's like a two day circus. It's not just a one day rolling on Saturday. You know, right. they're probably there's probably trucks and stuff coming there like. Sunday or Monday to start setting up for this. So this is probably like a big fiasco on campus. So sure. I feel like it can be very distracting. Um, and I think this time for them to sit down and actually like just focus on football. I, I still think they have a big chip on their shoulder coming into Division One football. They want to make a name for themselves. They get to play on ABC, so they get to play on yeah, national game. television. Um, and I think I think it's going to be a JMU ass whooping is what it's going to be. They're going to whoop, right. they're going to whoop up on Air Force. So poor Air Force. They're small because they can't be tall when they're in the planes. Well, they're the Mountain West Conference, though. So <laughs> yeah. Hey. They're fine. That's yeah. my that's my conference. All right. So the other game you like in that on Saturday is the Las Vegas Bowl. You like Utah playing Northwestern. That's obviously in Las Vegas. Uh, Utah's a six point favorite in this one, and you're just picking on the the Wildcats in this one, or you just like Utah a lot? Uh, I really like Utah. Um, again, I, I still think Utah would have been. I honestly think Utah could have been a top four team if Cam Rising played. I, I would have felt pretty good about them, even more than Oregon, just because their defense is so much better than Oregon's. Um, but yeah, no, I just like the defensive matchup. I think Utah's defense is going to take the game over. I think they're going to control it. Um, to your point, Whittingham's a really good coach. He's going to have them ready to play. And he's you just take the better coach here. I mean, mm-hmm. you have they have more preparation time. Northwestern is still, I don't want to say in shambles, because I mean, they, they went 7-5 and five this year after everything that yeah, happened. They did. They made a bowl. That's pretty, I mean, that's a pretty good season, given all their circumstances they were put in. And For sure. It's Northwestern, so you never really expect big things from them anyway. But, uh, uh, but yeah, I just like I like the matchup with Utah. I think that, like I said, the, the line of scrimmage battle is going to be tough for them, uh, for Northwestern, that is. And I just think that Utah is going to take the game over. There you go. As we move to the 26th, so that's Tuesday the 26th, uh, you like the Guarantee Rate Bowl, which is Kansas against UNLV. Uh, that's being played in Phoenix. We just we determined that that's going to be played where the Diamondbacks play. Uh, so, smaller stadium. Uh, who do you like in this one, Kansas UNLV? And Kansas is a 12.5-point favorite in this one. Yeah, no, I like Kansas. Um a couple different reasons. Uh, Jason Bean, their quarterback, he's a really good dual threat. Uh, he is a, I think he's a senior too, if I do believe. Um, so he's got, he's got a little bit of season to him. Uh, I think he's got one more year of eligibility. So if anything, I might, I, he might be trying out for a different team. Okay. Uh, you know, NIL, you know, whatever the, yeah. I, that might be kind of the new thing for quarterbacks. Honestly, might want to look into that trend after this bowl season to see, sure. like, you know, the guys that are on kind of that next tier, you mm-hmm. know, that could move up, you know, if you will. So, um, but no, I just, I like, uh, I like Kansas' matchup. I think they have a big chip on their shoulder as well to prove that they're not just a basketball school. They have been building some momentum the last couple of years. 
Um, and I think this is this is just another step for them, hopefully, to go forward and uh, and play well. Mm-hmm. So they're a good team. You know, yeah. they 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 kept Oklahoma out of the Big Twelve championship. Yeah, they game. beat them. They beat them. The thirty-eight, thirty-three was a big game. I remember that one. Yeah, that's probably the biggest win in, in Jayhawk football history, I would say. So Likely. at least from recent memory. For sure. But uh, but no, I think they're a good team. Like the dual threat, I think, is going to cause um, a lot of issues for UNLV. So as we move to the twenty-seventh, a wonderful day in in human history. On my birthday, uh, we, you like in the Texas Bowl. Texas A&M is playing Oklahoma State. The Texas Bowl was played in Houston Energy Stadium. Uh, looks like Oklahoma State is actually a dog in this one by two points. You're you're taking the dog this time. I am. The dog is barking in this one. Oof, um, oof. The biggest reason, I, I just Mike Gundy. There's a big coaching mismatch here, I believe. Uh, Oklahoma State can can run the football too. So mm. when all else fails, they can just turn around and get five or six yards to carry. Um, I think this is going to be a low-scoring game, uh, and with that, I usually like to take the underdogs. Uh, I'll take the points here, but I, I think Oklahoma State wins this outright. They got the better coach. Uh, they're more of a stable program than than uh, Texas A&M has been. Yeah, they're they've, still going they've been a mess, right? Yeah, they've been in shambles. So, uh, no, I just I like Oklahoma State there. Okay. It's kind of a home game for both teams too, so it's, yeah. it's I don't think I don't see very much of a decisive edge in that factor either. Not too far for them to travel. And then Thursday, uh, you like, the, I love this one, the Pop-Tarts Bowl, which is featuring NC State and Kansas State, and that is being played in Orlando, Camping World Stadium. So, and I mean, that's where UCF plays. So uh, Kansas State is a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this one. Who do you like in this one? I like I like Kansas State to, to win and cover for sure. Um, they run a two-quarterback system, which I think is a lot to prepare for. You don't really see that very oh, often. Uh, yeah. Um, and the AC, again, the ACC is weak. They were, the, NC State was nine and three. Uh, you could argue that NC State was only motivated when Steve Smith trash talked <laughs> them on game day. Okay. That's, they started to, to go on the run that they started to play a lot better football after that. So, uh, I just, I think Kansas State's a, a mismatch here. Uh, just, I think they're, they're bigger, stronger, better football team. Even though they have one more loss, they play in a much better conference. And, uh, yeah, I just I like Kansas State here. Even though they have a losing record bowl season all the time, I do like them to win that one. So um, a little nugget for you, too, while I was looking through this. I like Tulane also on the 27th. Oh. You know, that great thing in human history. So they're playing Virginia Tech in the military bowl. They're minus uh, – Virginia Tech is minus 10.5. But I, I would almost sprinkle Tulane money line there. I kind of like Ooh. Tulane. Well, not to be confused so, with the Armed Forces Bowl. This is the military handle. bowl. <laughs> They're playing in Annapolis. No, no, I'm just saying it's funny. There's a military bowl and armed forces bowl, and this one's played in Annapolis actually. So you like Tulane, and, you know, plus for the money line. Okay, good. Yeah, even though I mean Tulane did lose this year to Old Miss, they lost yes. I think by 14 or 17. Um, but I, I still Old Miss is a top 10 team, so sure. I still think that that test earlier in the year is going to prepare them a lot better for Virginia Tech. And I don't think ACC. You were just Tech shitting is, on the ACC. You're just like yeah. I, the ACC, I, you know what? I, they might go winless in bowl season. That would be pretty funny. Well, but wait a second now. Before you get there, when we go to Friday, there's a game that you do like with the ACC, the Gator Bowl, uh, uh, Clemson against Kentucky. This one's played in Jacksonville, Everbank Stadium. You do like Clemson to actually cover this one, four and a half, five points. Yeah, I guess I've got them at four and a half on my end, but uh, okay. yeah, I like Clemson just to get in the coaching mismatch. They were playing their best football at the end of the year, towards the end of the year. 
Um, and I think they want to continue that playing into next season. And uh, yeah. Klubnik, their quarterback, I think he's playing for his. I think he's playing for his job. So uh, you know, for them to continue forward, and hopefully he's on the good side of, of God's you know name, image, and likeness there in Clemson <laughs> in that program. So to your point, they won uh, four straight. So you know they are they are hot. Yeah, they're definitely playing their best football at the end of the year. And uh, Kentucky's kind of one dimensional. Uh, I think Davis is their running back, um, and it, it, he's uh, if he's not really turning up yards, then they're kind of in trouble. So yeah, he'll play on Sunday someday. Uh, let's go to the next one. Oregon State uh, is playing Notre Dame in the Sun Bowl. Uh, Oregon State's a six and a half point dog, and it looks like you're you're taking another dog here. Yeah, Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, by the way. Don't oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't listed on there. And that's in El Paso, Texas. I'm my bad. It doesn't say Tony the Tiger. No, <laughs> <Sun Bowl. laughs> no it's okay. Um, I like the under here, and that's kind of that's one of the biggest reasons okay. why I took Oregon State. I think it's this is going to be a low scoring affair. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, Sam Hartman seems to when he takes a step up against better teams, he's he seems to kind of take a step back, if you will, from his talent perspective. Right. Um, and Oregon State played in the Pac-12. They've seen good quarterbacks all year. Sam Hartman is not going to surprise them. He, they're not. They're not going to be like, "Oh shit, where'd this guy come from?" or, you know, something like that. So, sure. uh, you know, I like I like the dog here just just because of the the low scoring nature. This might be a I don't know twenty four twenty game or you know seventeen fourteen even. So, nice. uh, yeah, I like I like Oregon State here. Okay. Last game for this week, uh, the Liberty Bowl, uh, Memphis against Iowa State. That's being played in Memphis, so it seems like a home game. I don't know how that worked out, but Memphis is a nine and a half point dog in this one. You've got ten, so do you? Looks like you like the dog again in the home game. Yeah, no, I like uh, I like Memphis, and actually they're they're the road team in this matchup, which is oh crazy. yeah yeah weird, <laughs> which I don't get at all. But uh, and they have a better record. Like why wouldn't the home team anyway? I digress. Yeah. Um, I know like we forgot to pick the Cotton Bowl. We'll have to talk about that in a second too. But okay. Uh, okay. No, because that's on Friday. Never it's mind. on we'll Friday. The Cotton Bowl's on Friday. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I like I like Memphis here. Um, they're at home. Um, I don't think Iowa State's that good of a football team. Right. They hung around in the Big Twelve, which I guess is saying a little bit. I I just I don't have good feelings about Iowa State. So they're minus ten. I think it's a lot. I I think it's way too many. Uh, yeah, I just I don't know. It's Hannigan, I think, is it uh, is the Memphis quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think he can keep him in. I just again, I think ten is way too many. I just it was more of the points than actually the the teams. I think. Yeah, you know, I get so, it. Yeah, I mean, I and they're playing at home, and they probably have more on the line than Iowa State usually in these games. Yeah. So, so you, hopefully, Art takes these and runs with them, and he makes you know <laughs> his retirement even better. So you do want to talk about the Cotton Bowl? This is a, a bigger name matchup. It's Missouri. Oh no, that's it's Friday, so we can talk about it next week. Show. Okay, okay. So we'll we'll catch yeah. that next week. All right. Well, that's quite that's ten picks. So that's that's a lot. Hopefully, you can keep the record going. You, you've killed it all year. So hopefully, Art who's building another wing on his house in um, Oak Park. <laughs> You know, maybe, maybe, you know what? We should talk him into building Club Dub for us, right? I mean, oh my he's God, made so much go. money. <laughs> we can reinvest oh, yeah. it into Club, Club Dub. Hell yeah. Sounds like a good investment to me. I like it. I like it more and more already. <laughs> Say less. All right, well, let's go into the NFL now. Uh, the Week 15 recap. Home teams, man, they, they've been coming back the last couple of weeks. Uh, 11 and 5 this week, they dominated, and, and not consequently, but a lot of the favorites came in here. 
Uh, 11-4-1 overall, so usually that's the home favorites in, in this case. Uh, but it was 9-7 and seven on, the, on the total, so split 9-7 and seven to the under, so it was a little bit more even there. I kind of anticipate over the last couple of weeks at some point this is going to level out where you got 8-8, eight and eight, but who knows? It's kind of been penduling back and forth between the favorites and dogs. Only one t- game really mattered with the spread. I did not count Cleveland in that because they actually closed as a two-and-a-half point favorite, so they did cover technically. Um, it was just the uh, the Minnesota game, Minnesota-Cincinnati game in that one. So for you know for our pick, the million-dollar contest, we went three and two. That's great, fantastic, which we were doing that in the crappy weeks. Uh, we're sitting at 55.33%. We got a long way to go, though. Six and a half picks back to getting the money for three weeks. Bit of a long shot here. 64% is the cutoff right now for the top 100. And the top dog, they've obviously sailed. We can't win that. But they're at 72.67%. Traditionally, 70% and 62 to 63% is, are the two cutoffs there. So if we can close, we, we have a chance. 13 points in the last three weeks, which is tough to do. Uh, last week we took the Steelers plus the one. Uh, well, it looked pretty good in the beginning, Coop. Uh, 13-0 lead. They had the defensive score. It was looking like, hey, this looks like the right side. The Steelers are great. Hey, Mitch Trubisky. Well, guess what? They sucked the rest of the way. Uh, I kind of felt like after, I can't remember the safety's name off the hand, offhand, but the Pittsburgh safety I actually didn't think he needed to be kicked out of the game, but he got called for a penalty and got ejected from the game on Pittman when he knocked him out with a concussion. After yeah. that, it felt like the Colts could do whatever they wanted down the field. They were throwing the ball at will. Minshew Mania reigned supreme. 215 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. They won 30-13. to Is this the first year that Mike Tomlin is not going to go over 500 or 500 or better? Yeah, probably. Yeah. They're I don't, think, I don't think they're going to beat the Bengals this weekend. There you so. go. Yeah, they could still do it if they they won two or three, but they're I think they're seven and seven, so they you know they're they're trending the wrong way. Any thoughts on this game? Uh, there's a big morale problem in Pittsburgh. Yeah. There's a big problem in the locker room for yes. sure. Their wide receivers literally hate each other. They do. Deontay Johnson hates George Pickens. George Pickens hates Deontay Johnson and everybody else apparently. And yeah. Just, yeah, they're in trouble, man. That just not even from a schematic point, just from a human element standpoint. There, and you never see this with the, with the Steelers, which just tickles me fancy. It just it couldn't have happened to a nicer franchise. Right, right. I get it. I get it. Uh, well, we also mentioned Detroit. Uh, we did take Detroit minus four and a half. They they covered with ease in this one. Really wasn't a game from the start. They were out really early in this game, and and they kind of crushed the Broncos. I'm not sure. If the Broncos weren't ready or just Detroit, sometimes they do this. They've come out, they went, did it against the Saints a couple weeks ago where they kind of blitzkrieged them early. Now they let the Saints back in this that one. This one never really got within a close margin, and I mentioned Laporte already, and they got the 42-17 win. So Detroit is back in the driver's seat for the NFC North uh, crown. Sean Payton ripped Russell Wilson a new a new one on the sidelines for all of us to see, so that was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's gonna be there. I don't think he's gonna be. Is he gonna be in the league next year? Who's gonna? Wilson? Who's Russell Wilson gonna play quarterback for next year? He's still under contract, isn't he? 
Yeah, but that doesn't matter in the NFL. They can still get, they can cut people in the NFL. They just take it's a cap. They've got a bunch of dead money. I mean, it, they've got a draft pick coming up. They might also take a rookie quarterback. It's going to be a cheap deal. I mean, you could fix it. You could fix it. It's just trying to figure out where the hell he's going to go. You know, I don't come to his defense often, but he did have a child last week. Uh, you know, Sierra had like her fifth kid with him or something, which, you know, I'm jealous. Obviously, I talk about it all the time, but maybe he was a little distracted last week. Maybe this week yeah. they have to buckle down. I mean, we'll talk about it. The Patriots are pretty good D, so. I, I don't disagree with you. I don't think Wilson's that great, but I think they're settled with that contract for two more years unless they take a major cap hit. Yeah. Is Ciara in your inbox for your services on your uh, adult services? Wait a second. Let me, let me check. Did oh, wait a second. Wait a second. Here, I'm going to tell you a quick story that has nothing to do with football. I don't know if you've ever had this happen because I have. If you like somebody's posts a lot on Instagram, especially if it's a hot chick. Oh, it's got like a... a a message or like a, a preview or like a prompt where you can just click on their name when you go to your messages? No, Is that what you're talking no, about? no. You, there's a lot of like dummy accounts that okay. target you. Like I had it happen with Taylor Rooks. I don't know if you know who she is. She's a really good-looking media person. And then uh, who was the other person? It was like somebody famous. And so that they're like, hey, I see you're liking a lot of my posts. This is where I communicate with my fans directly. And then they were just talking to me like they were some woman that you know wanted to go out with me. It's obviously a setup. They're trying to get like Bitcoin or something out of me, which you know I've never sent Bitcoin to a woman, not yet anyway. But anyway, <laughs> Ciara hasn't done that yet, so uh, someday she well, will. Yeah, I was gonna say we're still waiting. That, that door's not shut. You got a better chance than the Cowboys do a win in the NFC East. So. <laughs> Nice work. All right, so we talked about the Bears game. The Bears closed a two-and-a-half-point dog. It's three-and-a-half in the contest. We took the Bears. We already talked about that. Put, you know, put Eberflus in it. So they, they lost the game 20-17. to 17. What I will say about this team, meaning the Browns, Flacco is throwing the ball at a record clip for this team. He has thrown another couple touchdown passes in this game. He's thrown more touchdown passes, I think you mentioned this last week, than, than Watson did, like, in his – five games a starter, so in three games. He's played well. He still turns the ball a little over a little bit much, but he's certainly playing well. He's still in club dub somewhere, partying, you know, maybe in four six. But uh, anyway, in the contest, we got a win, even though most people got it the other way if they took Cleveland. Yeah, that was a good game uh, all the way down until the fourth quarter. And, you mm-hmm. know, if the Bears, if they only played three quarters, the Bears would be really good. They'd, sure. they'd be a playoff team. They'd sure. be frisky. They're very so, frisky for three quarters. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. Joe, well, Joe Flacco's throwing all those passes because he's well rested. You know, he, he had plenty of time to. He's trying to play catch up. That's what he's trying to do. He's so. taking chances. That's why I give him some credit. And Amari Cooper loves it. And and Joku, to your point, I mean that guy's getting like he's got like four touchdown passes in three weeks. I mean the guy's amazing. Um, yeah, he's an animal. Now this game didn't quite go our way. Tennessee, they were two and a half point favorites in the contest. That game went all the way up to three and a half at close. They were looking good, up 13 to nothing. They had a pick six on Case Keenum, who started for C.J. Stroud. And then yeah, we got cheated. the door got shut, and, and I don't know what happened. Derrick Henry, nine yards and 16 carries. They, they really didn't score much the rest of the way. They ended up getting it to overtime, but they, I don't even know. When, it, it felt like the Titans, when they didn't score on the last drive in overtime, they kind of gave up. They gave up like a 41-yard, you know, dump off scamper to, to our guy Devin Singletary. They got him basically into field goal range and then the Texans won outright nineteen sixteen. You know, good for Case Keenum for getting another win. 
I mean, we got cheated out of Davis Mills. That's all I have to say. Well, I, was, I agree. I was so I was so happy. I was really looking forward to watching Davis Mills play. I know you were, and we probably would have won that one with that. But what are you going to do? But I mean, the Titans still should have won this game. What are you going to say? Uh, yeah. then, and usually Derrick Henry eats the Texans alive, especially the second time around. Usually when he plays a team for the second time in the same season, regardless of its division or not, he has good games. Yes. Yeah. To your point, he's, in, he's invisible. But he after the, did you see him post game? By the way, he, he has no idea where he, if he's going to be there next I year know. or whatever. So. That doesn't bode well for this week. Although if you have Tajay Spears, I'd start him in every lineup. Uh, okay, so we've got Buffalo. We talked about them. You know, to your point, 179 yards for James Cook. They were two-point favorites in the contest, which kind of stayed steady, and they won this game 31 to 10. Uh, obviously, I, I liked it because they're a pick, and uh, you know we had this idea. The Bills look dangerous. You know, they still can miss the playoffs, but I think they're the best team in the AFC, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I had the epiphany today that I think the Bills are going to go to the Super Bowl and win. Okay. Because if you look at the if you look at the beginning of the season, just thinking back, like mm-hmm. no one was even talking about them. Everybody was talking about either the Chiefs mm-hmm. or. The, the Dolphins or the Jaguars or the Steelers or like it was just no one was talking about the Bills for the first time in like three years so right. this, this I think we just had the epiphany that this is going to be the year they do it so somebody has a 15 yeah, to 1 plus, ticket plus 1200 on uh, future right now still you oh really plus 12 because I have 1500 in my in yeah, my you hands. can still you can still buy in at plus 1200 you can even still buy in for them to win the division at plus like 260 I know so. I know you probably want to do that um, in the other games in the Beaver Nation, I know you went with Washington there, plus six and a half. You kind of got screwed in this one. Well, yeah, it was, the it's, PAT screwed us. What can I say? I, I know it was your 401k pick of the week. I think it was the wrong side until they put Jacoby Brissett in. Like, they were getting beat 28 to nothing or 28 to seven in this one. And then they put in Jacoby. He's chuck-hucking and chucking. I don't understand. Forget about the PAT because that wouldn't have gotten them in the number. Why did they go for two? You're now 14. Everybody's going for two now. He goes for the kick. He missed. Yeah. You know, he gets the kick blocked, and the Rams win 28-20. And they're, you know, as you said, frisky and all. But uh, sorry about that. No cover. I hope you really didn't put the 401k on it. <laughs> no. So we're one and one on our 401k picks. So. <laughs> just gotta save some more money. Just, just put yeah. it, put up another year's worth of savings. But you did like Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore was a three-point favorite on the road at Jacksonville. You did have Trevor Lawrence play. Very weird game. First half, Jags drove the ball at will. They just didn't – they missed a field goal. I think they missed two field goals. Two. And then they, at the end of the half, ran out of time. How do you not score anything in that situation? And so they're losing 10 to nothing at halftime. And then they get the quick t- touchdown, 10-7. Guess what? Baltimore just ran all over them. Uh, I feel bad for the rookie, you know, Keaton Mitchell. He was having a great game, and he was having a good season. But Lamar is still kicking butt. I mean, he was running all over them. And right now, Baltimore is one seed. So I think it's between Baltimore and the Bills right now for me in the AFC. You don't think Baltimore is by themselves? Well, I just mean that I think I would love to see that game, Baltimore and the Bills. I think the Bills can beat them because Josh Allen is just playing at a great level. And I think that the Bills will figure out a way to slow down Lamar. But... Baltimore is definitely the best team in the AFC, like on paper today. I just think the other thing is Buffalo's got to make the soup, make the playoffs. I mean, they have to. They they're losing every tiebreaker. They have two more games they have to win at least. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. But no, I just I my heart is hurt for Keaton Mitchell. I thought I was going to win that. I 
I picked him up in the middle of the fantasy season when he was hurt, and yeah. I was on him early, and I thought he was going to take me to a, a playoff championship title, and uh, unfortunately he's not there to help the squad anymore. So it's okay. that was a gruesome injury too. That was a nasty. That was a nasty replay if you watch it. Like his whole leg was like, like his knee was ugh, gagged. I hate those. Yeah. As a guy who's like torn his ACL, as a guy who's torn his ACL twice, I don't like seeing those plays personally. Ah. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> So let's go into week 16 now. We've got a lot of stories here. The Falcons are starting Taylor Heineke now. You know, forget about Desmond Ritter again, the second time through. We'll see if that makes a difference in the handicap. I'm not sure it does. C.J. Stroud is still in the protocol. Um, a little worried about him, actually. I heard he's got sensitivity to light and stuff like that, so he's trending towards not playing again, which really hurts the Texans, even though they got the win last week. I think Keenum would start again. No Davis Mills. Sorry, buddy. Did you see Keenum on the Manning cast, though? They're making a mistake. Yeah, I did, actually. I think I think Davis Mills has shown us what he can do. <laughs> yeah, and it's just as good as Case Keenum. Well, Keenum almost threw two pick sixes in that game. It's just, you know, yeah. the Titans can't catch, apparently. Uh, Lawrence also is in the concussion protocol, which is weird because he finished the game. He never missed a play in that game. Well, no, that's not true. He, at the end of the game, he was out, right? Because Beathard came in at the end. Well, that was two weeks ago that happened. Yeah. Yeah, so he, he finished the game, but he didn't practice again today. So that line is really curious, and we'll talk about that in a minute. We talked about the Ravens, Keaton Mitchell getting hurt, but Ronnie Stanley also has a concussion for the offensive line, which is going to play big in that Niners game. Now the Bengals have some injuries, despite what we talked about Pittsburgh. Uh, DJ Reader's quad, he's on the IR, so he's out. That's a big loss, and Jamar Chase is not playing with his shoulder injury. He hurt the other day at the AC joint, um, so he's out, which will make a big deal. The Cowboys also have this, you know, a whole litany of injuries. Zach Martin got hurt in the game with his quad. He's not practicing. Tyron Smith with his back, he's not practicing. And Malik Hooker has his ankle, do not practice. So that could work in your favor for Miami, although I, maybe you changed your pick down there. What pick? What are you talking about? <laughs> we'll talk about it in a minute. Uh, Green Bay, I just put all the skilled players. All these guys are hurt. Watson, yeah, Reed, Dylan. I mean, and what's his name? Jones was on the field. He didn't do jack shit last week. But anyway, uh, Chris Olave is injured. I don't know if he's playing tonight. Did he get ruled out yet? Did you see that? Olave for the Saints tonight? No, it doesn't come out for another 30 minutes or so. Yeah, we'll see. And he's big to them. The Steelers are starting Mason Rudolph. Yay. He hasn't started against since 2021, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. The helmet game, I think, was, was the last Was that his last game? Time. Wow. I don't know if it was his last game, but it was, I think that was the last time he played. <laughs> uh, Minka Fitzpatrick is out with a knee injury, which is big for their defense, too. And then lastly, it sounds like Will Levis is questionable with his ankle. They say Tannehill will start if Levis doesn't go. So more and more backup, back wow. to the first starter, back to the second backup. What's that say about Malik Willis? Oh, he's there's no way. I'm surprised he's still on the team. I feel bad for him, but he should go to the XFL or something. Well, he went to Liberty skills. for a reason, you know? Yeah. Well, let's talk about tonight's game. Uh, the Thursday night game is New Orleans at the Rams. Uh, this I saw the line drop to 3.5. It was 4 most of the week for the Rams at home. 45.5 point total. I like New Orleans. I, you know, I, weird for me to say that. Did I just say that, Coop? Did I just say that out loud? I think I, I, think I heard that correctly. Yeah, you said uh, New Orleans. Are we recording this? 
Is this recording this time? Uh, it is. Crap. No, I, I hate Derek Carr. I know I'm, I've been on record for it. I just think it's a little too many points for the for the Rams here. I think that it's a must-win for for definitely for the for the Saints. But three when it was four, I felt a little better. But it's really the same three and a half four. So I would take the points on the road, even though the Rams are playing pretty good football. I do think they can stop the run, and you know the Saints defense is pretty decent. Just as long as Carr doesn't turn the ball over, they'll they'll stay in this game. Ah, uh, Wexy Poo, I can't believe you're doing this. Oh uh, man. man, I'm taking the Rams. I don't know why. I don't know what you're thinking. I, I was on the Saints pretty hard all year, and you gave up on uh, the Saints. This was your NFC I, champion. I gave up on the Saints like three weeks ago. Yeah, they. Uh, <laughs> I think they hate their quarterback. Well, of course really they do. do. I don't think Derek Carr fits in. I don't think they like Derek Carr. I really they don't. Do. Like as a franchise, as an organization, as just teammates in general. Um, and even if they can stop the run, I mean, they got to worry about Puka and Cooper Cup. So yeah. and Cooper Cup has been getting healthier and has been playing better the last couple of weeks. And yeah, I just I think there's too much offense here. But Matt Stafford's the last four games, uh, Matt Stafford has 12 touchdowns and one pick. So he's been he's been stellar. I think a passer rating of like 116. So he's been awesome. Look, he's been amazing. I hope he is because he's on the fantasy squad, the last fantasy squad standing for me. I. He better take me. I get one more win, I'm in the finals. Let's go, baby. But yeah, so I I, I like the Rams here. I think okay. I think this might be a case of the Thursday night blowout because this is a this wow. is a loser leaves town game for sure. Yeah, I, I think you're right to that point. I, New Orleans still has a path to win the division. Surprisingly, it's crazy with that terrible South. But the Rams, you know, they're a good football team. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, they definitely have the better coach. That's for sure. Yeah, that's true. Dennis Allen. I think he's a dead man walking. <laughs> <laughs> so Saturday we've got two games this week. Cincinnati at Pittsburgh, as we've kind of mentioned. Cincinnati is a two-point favorite on the road, 38-point total. Mind you, when this game opened, Pittsburgh was a two-and-a-half-point favorite. So all the money is coming in on Cincinnati. It's flipped over. I'm not sure if that's right, but I can't back the Steelers, to your point. There's a lot of issues in the locker room. Not that St. Tomlin has lost the locker room. Of course, this is the perfect situation for Tomlin to get this victory, which they they kind of dominated the Bengals, you know, a few weeks ago, and that was their last win. But I don't know. I, I don't like it either side, but I would probably lean to, this, to the Bengals in this one. Yeah, I like the road team in these matchups. Mm-hmm. Like the Bengals and Steelers, for some reason, the road team always wins. Like even all the way back to the Ben Roethlisberger era, he was like 27-7 and in his career playing in Cincinnati. Uh but he was 500 against Cincinnati in Pittsburgh. So, uh, yeah, I like the road team. I like Cincinnati. I think there's probably a reason. Somebody's got to know something we don't because all the money's coming in, like, to your point, on Cincinnati. So, right. And they're down their best wide receiver. So, I know. Uh, yeah. The only thing I'm interested to see is it seemed like team, uh, T. Higgins was in, you know, is in pretty good spirits, even though he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. Do you think they're going to – you think he's gone? you think he's walking? Well, I think he probably will walk, but he's making himself money. I mean – that play, we didn't talk about that play, the reach across for the touchdown, which was just an incredible play last Saturday. I mean, he's quote-unquote a number two on his team, but he's being number one on many teams. I mean, he's a really good ball player. Uh, I think it would be a shame that he would go uh, because I think that you know this is a huge weapon for them, but I just don't know if they can pay both him and Jamar at the same time. Do you know where he should go? To the Bears? No, to Kansas City. Oh, no shit. He'd be number one for, yeah. for sure, but will they pay a receiver? Yeah. Don't know. Do you think Kadarius Tony should still be on the team for Kansas City? We haven't gotten there yet. 
My uh, God, he dropped another ball that led to a pick. Did you see that last week? He yeah, they don't so have bad. anybody. They have to play him. They He's don't have anybody so else. so bad. I know Sky Moore's hurt. I mean, I think I could get out there and catch some balls for Mahomes. Yeah. Uh, oh, let, yeah. <laughs> let's go to the that next. Little button, that little button hook that you like, you know? Hey, hey, six yards in turn. I can catch the ball, I'll tell you that, compared to Kadarius. I don't need gloves. All right, so we've got Buffalo at the Chargers. Uh, you know, it's really a home game for Buffalo, probably. 12-point 12, 12 uh, favorite for Buffalo on the road, 44-point total. In fact, in the contest, it's 12-and-a-half. They, they expect more money to come in on Buffalo. I know this is a weird angle because Staley's gone and the Bills are awesome and they usually trounce their opponents, but dead cat bounce, baby. I am on the Chargers here, plus 12, plus 12-and-a-half 12 the contest. Yeah, I'm with you. I think uh, I, I still think Buffalo's going to win this game. I just yeah. still think there might be a little bit of emotional letdown right. going across the country, just destroying the Cowboys the way they did. Totally. Um, that was definitely their biggest win of the season so far, for sure. Um, and I just, yeah, I just, I'm, to your point, I was kind of on the, the Bills, but now the more I think about it, yeah, I, I think 12 is a little bit too many, even yeah. though they looked awful last week. But there's no way they can look as bad as they did last week. So Absolutely. I think they'll actually try. They won't. They won't even just. They won't just show up and cash a check. They might actually want to play and try to win. So if Justin game. Herbert were here, I'd be curious to see what this line is. But yeah, I like. Well, I'll, I'll ride with you. I'll ride with the Chargers for sure. Yeah, the biggest thing is the quarterback. Is he going to play like garbage? If he Turns the ball over a lot, then of course Buffalo is going to cover. But just keep it, keep it reasonable. You know, check it down. You know, get get Eckler the ball, make him make some plays, and then let the defense hold it up a little bit. So Cook should have another big game, by the way. Although he's got the flu. Here's the other thing I was going to mention about this game. You know, last week Dallas was bad. They played. They said half the team had the flu. James Cook has the flu now. It's like what is this? Like a it's like it's like COVID out here. Everybody's getting getting each other sick. So hopefully he does play. Yeah, I know, but hopefully he plays. All right, so Christmas Eve, Sunday, we've got the early games. There's five. You've got Cleveland at Houston. Uh, Cleveland's a two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road, 40-point total. It appears Stroud is not going to play. That's why you know this actually flipped a little bit. I think Houston was a small favorite to start. I'm on Cleveland here, uh, two-and-a-half. I don't love it, but it's just a field goal. I think they're going to win this football game. So simple enough, unless Joe just – completely, you know, doesn't, you know, turns the ball over too much. I don't really see Cleveland losing this football game without Stroud. So I'll, I'll lay the points here, two and a half with Cleveland. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I like David and Joku matching up against this defense too. Mm -hmm. uh, that Houston's been kind of suspect against tight ends this year. So uh, I think David and Joku's in line for another big day. And uh, Joe Flacco's going to turn the ball over. That's just who Joe Flacco is. That's why he's elite. It's because he's yep. consistent. He gives you that grit, you know, that you look for in a, in a winner and a champion like he is. We do. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I like I like uh, I like Flacco here. I like the Browns. They should be able to run the ball and, and work off the play action, uh, and just at least keep Houston on its toes. And that defense should eat. Yeah, they, I agree. Cleveland's defense should have a. They, this should be a nice stat padding game for them because Nico Maybe. Collins is out, Tank Dell is out, like. He's got no one to throw the ball. Dalton Schultz is the only guy that – he literally single-handedly won that game, basically. Dalton Schultz and Devin Singletary won that game for Houston last week. Yeah, so. they're not going to run the ball against Houston or against Cleveland, so maybe checkdowns. We'll see what happens. But I was yeah. going to ask you a question since we've already talked about how you feel about Garrett, Miles Garrett, but what who would win a, a fight or a, a wrestling match between Unjoku and, and Miles Garrett? These are two metahumans. Yeah, that's tough. 
I'd probably say Miles Garrett. I think Miles Garrett's a little bit bigger, just in weight. Bigger. I think he's like two. I think he's like two ninety. Longer and, arms. And Joku's only like two sixty. Yeah, yeah. So sure. Thirty pounds could come into play. It'd be a good tag team, you know, WWE yeah. someday. Okay, so the next game, big game, Detroit at Minnesota. This line dropped from three and a half to three now. Detroit is favored on the road, forty-seven point total. I loved it at three and a half, as you know. We love the hook. Uh, I stay, think I'm still going to stick with Minnesota plus the three at home. It's it's kind of a must win. I do believe, ah, oh God, Nick Mullen. They should have won last week. I mean, it sucks. They played such a good game. That defense can really uh, send teams for loops, and I think that I think Goss going to have some problems, even though it's an indoor game. So I will take the points with Minnesota at home plus the three. No, this is weird. We're agreeing. We're not podcasting. What's going on? Yeah, we're not podcasting very well. Uh, no, I'm, I'm with you. I like Minnesota here. I think that, you know, Detroit is – I don't want to say they're taking their eye off the prize. Or like maybe they're they're kind of like, okay, we are going to be a playoff team. Like maybe sure. they take that kind of breath of kind of relax maybe. Uh, right. Obviously, I, I don't know. I'm not in the locker room. But I can see that happening. Uh, and I just – I like the Vikings here. They're, when they got Justin Jefferson, back to your point, they looked really good against the Bengals last yeah. week. So uh, Addison, I think it, Addison it, went off. Yeah, and the Bengals have a much better pass rush mm-hmm. than the the, the uh, Lions do. So, um, I yeah, I just I'm with you. I like Minnesota here. I think they'll be able to keep Detroit off balance, and I don't I don't know if Detroit's offense is going to be able to make enough plays down the stretch to uh, to win the game. Gotcha. There you go. We're same side. This is weird, bizarro world. Yeah. Uh, you put that damn tree up, and we start agreeing on everything. <laughs> All right, Washington at the Jets. Uh, the Jets are a three-point favorite. I believe Trevor Simeon is starting now. 37-point total. You know, early in the week, I was on the Jets uh, because Washington, who I'm assuming, are they going to start Brissett now? Who's even starting for this team now? I assume it's still Howell. Okay, they just pulled him, you know, whatever. So let's just say, who, who the hell cares? I just think that that offense... You know, it was weird, and their defense sucks, but the Jets' defense, is, their offense is so bad. They can't lay points. I mean, so, you know, it's a class of Jimmy Weggs, you know, no mas, no, no, no more. I cannot watch this game. Uh, I'm sure you'll probably take Washington, which is a smart way to go, but good luck to you, sir. I, I tip my cap for I'm going to walk away from this game. Yeah, this is the the case of the unstoppable force meets the unmovable object because you have the 32nd ranked offense versus the 32nd ranked defense. So, uh, I would take the over though. Oh yeah, that's probably a good idea. Yeah, I um, I would take the over here. As far as a pick, if there becomes a hook, I'm taking the hook. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, if I, if I had to pick one, it's definitely Washington. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I still and I think the Jets fans are mad at their team. Uh, the whole be. shit with Aaron Rodgers is pulled lately too. Yeah, I think that has been course. like a. I definitely don't think that was the right way to go about. I don't know if that was his way to motivate the guys to keep them playing for Zach Wilson or just something or ah hell I don't know. But ah uh, yeah, I just I think that's bad karma honestly, and I th- I don't think I the agree. Will, I, yeah, and I think Washington will uh, will win the game. But yeah, I, I'm taking the over. That's the one thing I feel confident confident in is the over. Yeah, I um. I think that's a good call. I, I just, you know, again, early in the week, I was like, come on. Jets defense is going to take – I just don't know if they're playing hard at this point. And Washington, I mean, Ron Rivera, I don't even know why he makes the trip anymore. Just let, let the guys play their yeah, own game. Right. <laughs> All right, so let's go with the Colts at Atlanta. Atlanta's a one-point favorite, 44.5-point total. In the contest, I think it's a pick. 
Uh, am I right here? Let's see. There's been some weird lines in the contest that, that not saying they don't make sense. It's still it's still one for Atlanta. <sighs> I've been burned so many times by Atlanta. I would take Atlanta in this matchup, but I cannot do it. These guys screw me every time we take them in the in the contest. They are not in my top five. And Indy's playing pretty good. I think Steichen is playing for Coach of the Year, along with you know D'Amico Ryan's. But unfortunately, Ryan's doesn't have CJ now, so. You've got Minshew leading you to a you know potential playoff berth. Um, so I don't know, man. I think Kineke's better for their team, and they've been better at home. That's kind of my thought process with Atlanta. But I don't have enough Pepto-Bismol to take this goddamn team in a contest. So I would lean Atlanta if you have to make the pick. But it's a Milanta, you know, whatever game. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I went back and forth with this, too, because I could very easily see the Falcons running the ball all over Indy. Like I could just see that happening, sure. but uh, I'm with you. I'm with Indy. I, I think the the coaching mismatch is what I come back to. I think uh, Steichen is a much better coach than Arthur Smith is. So, yeah. and I guess if you had to pick one, I guess you would pick Gardner Minshew over Taylor Heineke. But uh, either way, it's yeah. Again, it's just the battle of the doozies here. So, well, Arthur Smith, I, Arthur Smith got the vote of confidence. Well, he it wasn't even a vote of confidence. It was. Yes, we like uh, Arthur Smith, but we'll evaluate at the end of the season, which probably means he's gone unless they make the playoffs. So, you know, by Arthur yeah. Blank, the owner. Okay. All right, so last game in the early window, Green Bay at Carolina. Uh, right now the market is five. Uh, Green Bay is a five-point favorite on the road, 37.5-point total. I believe it's four-and-a-half in the contest. Uh, I did like Carolina, and I probably would side with Carolina, mainly because... Green Bay is, I don't know what they're doing now. They just, I thought they were playing great, and then all these injuries and the defense has let up a little bit. Carolina can't score. But when you're talking about five points, ugh. I mean, the defense isn't half bad for Carolina. So I'm on Carolina. They just didn't make the top five in my picks. Yeah. Well, they only scored nine points last week. So. No kidding. Um, God, this one's tough, too. It's a tough game. Uh, yeah. No, I would I would take I think I'm with you. I would take Carolina. And I think the only reason why I keep coming back to it in my head is they don't have a draft pick to, to like tank for. So they're just That's true. They're, they have to play to win. So like they're those guys are playing for contracts next yep. year, they're playing for free agency. Yeah. Um, so it's not like they're, you know, they're trying as an organization they're trying to tank because they have nothing to tank for. So no, I I'll ride with you. I like Carolina. Again, we're agreeing most part this is weird i don't like it but uh but yeah no I'll, I, I don't i'm, I'm lost without you next to me but actually you're taking a lot more dogs now that's why you're agreeing with me <laughs> yeah that's good <laughs> all right the late games you've got jacksonville with tampa in the contest it's a pick and it's still a pick in the marketplace which is a little bit weird because i was trying to check before the pod i heard the trevor lawrence didn't practice today now he's got one more day to kind of practice or at least he can probably clear the protocol by saturday it is a road game, uh, Tampa's being the home team, so 42.5 point total. Originally, I'm like, well, I will, if you get a pick or minus, even plus one with, with um, Trevor, I will take that. But if you're playing with C.J. Beathard, forget about it. So I think a lot of people in the contest are going to take Tampa, which means that I like to stay away from that situation. But I don't know. I, Jacksonville has to find a way to stop this losing streak. I think it's three in a row for them as well. Uh yeah. So anyway, if if Lawrence starts, I take Jacksonville. If he doesn't, you gotta take Tampa. God, 
I like Tampa either way. Okay. I think Tampa's playing. I think they're playing well right now. I think uh, I think Chris Godwin is is in for another big day. Um, I almost think that he started feeding him the ball because he realized that Mike Evans is going to be there next year. <laughs> so he just started throwing had, the ball. To he Chris had like Godwin. how many catches last week? He had 100 yards in the first half last week. Yeah, he's on my fantasy team. I yeah. traded for him. I traded Tony Pollard for him, and like, wow. uh, like five weeks ago. Okay. Yeah, I, I I had an embarrassment of riches at running back. So, mm-hmm. um, and then Mike Thomas got hurt. It was my wide receiver too. So I, I had to make a move for something. So, uh, and he's been do- he hasn't done shit. And then all of a sudden he showed up. So shout out to Chris Godwin. He's pumped yeah. up. Forgot to add him. Oh. Um, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, but yeah, no, I like Tampa here. I I just they got good vibes right now. I think that they are the they're they're the best looking team in the NFC South, so <laughs> it's not saying much, but yeah, they are. Yeah, it's definitely not saying much, but no, I just yeah, I I think there's I think they there's something to be said with having momentum and the way they're playing, and you know they can run and throw the football. I think Jacksonville's defense has been terrible, so it has been. Baker, Baker. Uh, okay, so then you've got the Bears. I like how they're in the late window. Arizona and Chicago, uh, the Bears. Bears are four-point favorites, 43-point total. Uh, don't like it. Don't like the four. I, I, I like the Bears. I think they're a better team than Arizona. They've obviously played better lately, but laying four points against anybody, who, who's making this line? I mean, I, I don't know. I just think it should be like a two-and-a-half-point favorite, and then I'd be all over the Bears, but it's just too many points for me to lay. I know your guy, Kyler Murray, you've been you've been dying on that hill every week the last few weeks, but this is probably a good spot to back Arizona. I see, and I thought the same thing until I thought about what Chicago does well, and that's stop the run. They, stop they the said run. James Conner could be ineffective this game, uh, and I don't know what the weather's supposed to be like. I don't know if it's supposed to be cold. I, I don't know how cold it's going to be. Not but, really, 40, 35. Uh, <laughs> I went back and forth on this a lot. I think I think Devonta Devonta yeah no Dante Foreman excuse me yeah. I think Dante Foreman could have a good day run, like running the football against Arizona and I think for that reason uh, the, I think the Bears are the side I think the the read option is going to be a, a problem uh, Isaiah Simmons uh, is not on that team anymore never mind uh, I was going to say because I thought he was still on that team but I was going to say he's the only one on defense JJ Watt JJ Watt no. Yeah, JJ. Well, yeah. Uh, no, I just I don't think they have on defense that can keep up with the read option with yeah. Justin Fields. Uh, I mm-hmm. think that's going to be a big factor in the game, and I think that's what's I think that's why the Bears are the side. There you go. Good for you. I, I mean, again, everybody in my my contest will take meaning not the big one, the small one with my buddies. They'll all take Chicago. So I have to choose. Yeah. Do I want to go against them or with them this week? You know. Uh, last game is the is uh, the late game Dallas against Miami. Uh, this is a one point. Well, it's a one-point favorite for Miami at home, 50-point total. Circa made this a pick. I guess they figured Dallas money is going to come in later. Those injuries really scare me for Dallas. I like Dallas going into this matchup because I think their defense, I know that Miami's defense has played better. We've talked about it. But Dallas' defense can play incredibly, and they can get pressure on Tua. But if their offense can't hold up against the pass rush for Miami, it's going to be rough. And so with Tyreek Hill back... Damn, I gotta take Miami in this one, bro, and I don't like it. But I think, and again, if Tyron Smith plays and Zach Martin plays, maybe maybe we're good. Maybe maybe they're fine on Dallas. But I think this is a mistake line for for the contest. They should be favored by two and a half if those guys don't play. No, I agree. I, I like, but I like Dallas this week. I 
I, I'm going with the strategy of the, the teams that get embarrassed to come back. Yeah, to no, that's well. smart. So, uh, even though they're dead as far as the one mm-hmm. seed and winning the East, I still think that Dallas is going to – this is again, this is the bowl of okay, which team can actually beat a good team. Where it, right. Or both teams. Maybe both teams are just frauds. Who knows? But, of course. Uh, no, I like, Dallas, I like Dallas this week even with the injuries. I just okay. – I think this is a, a, a classic case of Michael Parsons is going to be able to – He's to get awesome. to Tua. I mean, Tua, even Tua outside the pocket is just, he's just not a good quarterback. I mean, in the pocket, he's, he's great. He's fantastic. Yeah. There's nothing you can argue that. But when stuff goes awry, and it will, you know, he's just not, he's just not as good. So, yeah. and I think that'll be a big difference in the game. I think Dak will have a little bit, a little bit cleaner. They'll probably be able to run the ball a lot better than Miami will be. Well, I don't know. Dallas was kind of shitty last week. Again, so. it's about the offensive line. If they don't have that, I, I don't disagree that the defense is going to play well against Miami. I mean, Dallas's defense, I just don't know. Miami's defense has played pretty good. And so if you don't have the, if you get pass rush on Dak and you can't run the ball like you normally can, it's just going to be, I think under is the play here. I don't think it's an over game. I don't at all. No, I agree with that. I think it's going to be kind of an ugly game for sure. No, I, I can see that. In the article, I put Dallas, but I'm, you know, shouldn't reverse it, but I just, I don't like these injury, this injury news. I'll have to keep listening. So Sunday Night Football, you've got a humdinger, and it's on Peacock, baby. I know you're watching on Peacock. I think the Chargers are on the cock. Yeah. <laughs> we love, yeah, okay. Uh, so New England is playing at Denver. Denver's a six-and-a-half-point favorite, 34-and-a-half-point total, really low total. Um, you know, originally I was – I could see your picks. I was I was on New England, two plus six-and-a-half. I just can't do it. A bit, your guy Bailey's happy. I just don't trust the guy. He turns the ball over too, too damn much. But it is too many points for Denver. I don't think they're that good of a football team. But it was in the top five, and now it crept into like the top seven or eight. So I'll lean the, I'll lean New England, but I'm not picking it for the contest. Ah, well that's too bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm with I'm I'm on New England. I think they've got a little bit more momentum in the building. Zappy is playing well. He played well last week at least. Uh, he did, he does turn the ball over, but he's gonna I mean, he's gonna make mistakes. He's still a kid. So mm-hmm. um, I just like it to your point. I think six and a half is too many. I think they'll be able to run the ball. Zeke Elliott. Flashes of his old self. Sure. Uh, I just—it's a low-scoring game. I just think six and a half is too many. To your it, point, it is. It's, it's the wrong. Yeah, sure. I'd be down the sprinkle New England money line though. I think Ooh. Bill can scheme up. I think Bill can scheme up a pretty good defense. He might be able to give Sean some problems, and Russell, especially since Russell's not seeing shit anymore. I don't know <laughs> what the hell he's seeing out there, but it's not his own wide receiver. So, yeah, no, I like New England here. Okay. Well, you've got three games on Christmas Day. Um, it's kind of exciting, and then. Not that we're in the circuit contest. There's only 10 guys left in the circuit contest for $9.4 million or whatever it is. Uh, they have to pick the entire slate that we just mentioned up to now, one pick, but then they have to pick one pick out of these three games. So it's so it's a standalone week, so to speak. So you hope you saved Philly for this Yeah, game. well, you hope. So you've got the Raiders are going to Kansas City. Kansas City is a 10-point favorite at home, 41.5-point total. To your point, uh, it screams to take... The Raiders, because 10 points and a 41 and a half point total is total value. Uh, I don't, I don't know if I want to do that though. I don't really trust AOC on the road in Arrowhead with that defense. I don't think they score enough points. 10 is so many points, so it's not one of my top five plays. But I would ride with Kansas City. 
Yeah, no, I think the only saving grace for Vegas here is if they can run the football. Mm-hmm. I think uh, is it Amir is Amir White? I think is their their backup because Jacobs yeah, is he, hurt. Jacobs is coming back. I heard he's practicing, yeah. but yes, Amir White is the guy who's coming. So back. yeah, that would be their that would be their saving grace is if they can run the ball. But I'm with you. I think I think this has got Kansas City blowout. This is their get right game, if you will. Um, yeah, I just I, Vegas defense has been playing better for like, yeah. the first time in like years. So. Sure. Which is great, but I just don't, I, I I can see them definitely regressing here. I think this might be the Travis Kelsey game. We haven't seen him in a while. This might be the Travis Kelsey game. So. Yeah, and ten points. I mean, just don't throw the ball to Kadarius Tony um, ever again. Um, give him a reverse maybe if he doesn't drop the ball. So the Giants are going to Philly. To your point, uh, twelve point favorites right now. I think in the contest is twelve and a half. 42-point total. Again, these just very big spreads with low totals. Scream for the underdog. But Philly dominates this team like every time. I know Philly hasn't played well. They, they blew the game. We didn't talk about that. They blew the game at Seattle. They had that game in the bag. Let Drew Locke go 92 yards to win it. Um, I just think that this is the get-right game. I've, I've been saying that for two weeks. But I think this is the get-right game. 12 is a big number, but I think they're going to roll this team. And sorry, Tommy. You're not in New York and, you know, everybody doing this with the Saints. I think that that defensive line is going to take care of business and they'll lay this number for 12. Yeah, no, DeAndre Swift, they should be, they should run the ball quite a bit against the Giants. So the Giants are, I think, the bottom bottom eight against the rushing defense. So, or with the rushing defense. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. This is their get-right game. If this team is actually going to go on a run, it has to start right now. So yeah. and if they... If they don't cover here and, and you know kind of flex them, you know kind of feel themselves, I, I think they're going to be in some serious trouble moving forward. Yeah, exactly. All right, last game. This is the big game. They did a great job of scheduling this. Baltimore, San Francisco. You know the night game on Christmas. Uh, five point favorite for San Francisco in the marketplace right now. I think it's five and a half in the contest though. Forty-seven point total. Okay. We can have the debate about Brock Purdy all day and night. I know, you know Christian McCaffrey is my MVP, always will be, uh, besides Lamar and all that stuff. But I just think it's too many points. I think San Francisco is a really good football team, and they may blow the blow the doors off of Baltimore, especially without the running back. But I just trust, you know, I trust Harbaugh in these situations to get the, the team motivated and playing well. Uh, they've got really nothing to lose in the game. They're five-point dogs on the road. Even if they lose, they're still the one seed, so... I like Baltimore in this spot, um, plus five, and if I get five and a half, even better. No, I agree. I think this is the MVP off. Yeah. I think the winner of this game is going to win the MVP. So, um, no, I'm with you. I, I like Baltimore here. Uh, I think. What is going on here? Somebody went cross country last year and beat San Francisco like right around this time of year. No, they didn't because they went like well, on the chief, game. The Chiefs straight. beat them when they went. That was mid season. Yeah. And San Francisco won all those games in a row. Yeah, uh, and I just this feels very similar to that for some reason. Like they have, like San Francisco hasn't lost in a month, and I just Lamar's playing really well, and I think Lamar's going to continue to play well, and I think this is going to be the game that he feels that he needs to win for his MVP, and I think I think he's going to get it done. I like them on the money line. I just they play well. I think they're the only team that can probably match up physically on the defensive side of the ball, like. Uh, Kyle Hamilton is actually big enough to get in the box and play with, you know, coming down from the safety spot and actually mm-hmm. play in the box with, with San Francisco. So right. uh, from that standpoint, schematically, that five is way too many in my opinion. It's too many. I, I would even sprinkle the Ravens money line. Here. Sure. I just, I think they'll match up well. They're probably pissed off that they are five-point underdogs to even begin with. So that's always going to help too. So I missed when this was the Harbaugh Bowl. That's what I really missed. Yeah. Yeah, like the Super Bowl. 
Yeah, I mean, to my my numbers say it's three or two and a half, three. I don't know what they're doing here. I, I mean, I, I get it. Everybody says, oh, San Francisco's you know six or seven points favorites than everybody in the league, and I'm like, mm, I don't know about that. I mean, lost three games in a row for a reason. Some of it was injuries. I know Debo's great, uh, and obviously they're able to run the ball, but we'll see. We'll see. They've been able to put up most of the time this season. I remember at Stadium Swim when San Francisco went to Pittsburgh in the opening week of the season, and I had Pittsburgh. They just destroyed them from you know schematic standpoint. So yeah. I'm thinking that's not going to happen. I think it's just going to be a physical football game. Um, okay, let me review my top five. I like New Orleans plus three and a half tonight. I like Minnesota plus the three. I like the Chargers plus twelve and a half. Baltimore plus five and a half, and then Cleveland minus two and a half in that order. Who do you like for your Beaver Nation this week? Yeah, shout out to Beaver Nation. Um, so we are going with Dallas plus the one. Uh, we're going with Washington plus the three. Um, take it, and I'm going to get burned twice. It's going to be great. Um, when they say make a mistake, make it multiple times, right? <laughs> um, Baltimore, uh, we're going to go with Baltimore plus five. Excuse me, and then we're going to take the New England plus six and a half. Okay. So this is the uh, Cooper underdog ticket of the week. My Once God, you were all, look at you. Like, you changed. You changed, man. You're almost like me. I got four out of five. You got all four. Good for you. Hopefully yeah. you're right. Um, yeah, so everybody go against our picks if you want to go 9-1 this <laughs> we've week. Done, we've done okay. Okay, so I'm sorry I'm going to mention it to, to people. If, if you're listening, I probably won't get it out in time for you to listen. We're going to, we're going to Rivers, baby. In like, a, in like an hour, I'm going to be at Rivers. Uh, Dave Strickland's out there. He's, we're going to meet Luke, and Lieutenant Cavs is coming. So sorry. Don't worry. We're going to lose. We're going to lose. Don't worry about it. Okay, I'm, I'm done talking about it. Not really. But we're going to lose, so don't worry. You don't have to worry about it. No, we're going to have a good time trying to roll, roll the dice. I'm sorry, Coop. We'll do it in the new year. Look, primetime's not coming. You want to be there with primetime. I know he's like your biggest fan. He can use all the money he won on, on you in college football and roll the dice. You know what I'm saying? So, And look, you got another siren just in time. So what are you doing for Christmas, pal? just kind of hanging out. Uh, Stephanie did sign us up for a bowling tournament on Sunday. Of course so. she did. Yeah. I, I honestly think that she <laughs> I, she recently discovered at the Thanksgiving tournament that she could bet on me and actually and we could win money on that. Like I I, I, had, I, had, uh, I think it was Tucker. So I was bowling in brackets, right? Okay. And Tucker explained to her what brackets were and she had mm. no idea. So and then she came back and she's like, we need to bowl in the, the Christmas Eve one. And like all and I think it's more just the uh, I think it's just scratching the itch to bet on me <laughs> more than anything, which I think is hilarious. So yeah. I mean, I don't mind bowling. I just got a bunch of new bowling balls. I've, you know, I'm starting to drill some of those new bowling balls for some of those ones that we got. So if anything, it's just cool to throw them out. And plus, I'm, I'm bowling in the U.S. Open qualifier in a, in a oh, couple of weeks. That's awesome. So New Good Year's New Year's Eve day. So we're going to Lockport on New Year's Eve day. So New Year's day, day, okay. Yeah. New Year's Eve yeah. day. Yeah, the 31st. Oh, okay. Good for you, man. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah, rooting for you. Good for you. I just think Steph, you know, she doesn't she doesn't sit still easily. She likes to do stuff, so she's always doing yeah. it. Good for her. That too. Um, and then maybe we might go the we might go see Iron Claw, the new movie, that wrestling movie with Zach Efron. So I, I was did talking see to it. the kids. I might go see that with you know. I I still got my movie club, so I get like free tickets. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna club. see that at some point. We're gonna see, you know, we got the family friendly stuff. We're seeing Wonka. I know it's like the prequel or the whatever. With you should see um. Go see Migration. That's like the new animation movie. Yeah, like, yeah. I tried to get her. To, I tried to get the ten-year-old my niece to see that, and we got to see like some serious movie. But 
didn't work, but on my birthday, the 27th, I will see Aquaman, of course. Nice. Uh, and that's my pick. So, you know, turn the big 5-0 next Wednesday. We'll miss that. But, um, you know, just a lot of travel back and forth to the suburbs over the next few days, starting tonight. We're going to Rivers. So, <laughs> but it should be fun. And then my daughter comes back Saturday. And then, you know, it's my niece's birthday Saturday. Sunday's Christmas Eve at my uncle and aunt's place. Going to my brother's on Monday, coming back to the city, going to Simon's, which I don't know if you've ever been, but it's a great place. They serve glug. It's amazing. And then my birthday on Christmas Day? They do. They serve it right now. You can go get it during the in – the, in the winter, though, they serve it. Like, it's a hot – What is what is glug? Glug is like a hot, spiced wine, but it has, like, brandy and schnapps in it, so it, it's got a kick to it uh, with cloves and stuff. So it's it's a it smells great. It, it goes down like gasoline, but it gets you there pretty quickly. My uh, stepdad, who's not with us anymore, he used to host a big glug party with my mom back in the day. They used to make just pots of it, and uh, so it always has to be you know, on the list for us to do it. So that'll be fun. We'll do that on Christmas Day, and then Christmas Eve we might we might end up back there. I'm not, I mean, my birthday, I'm not, we might end up back there. I'm not sure yet, so good stuff. Yeah, yeah, let me know. Maybe I'll try some glug. I've never even heard of glug. Oh, it's delicious. It's delicious. They also Are have you sure? Yeah, you, you, you used gasoline as a synonym well i mean it's it's got a lot of booze in it bro i mean you don't want to, you want to definitely want to be in an uber situation uh or be within a mile of your house like me so you know works out or you have a, a daughter who can drive you home um but anyway <laughs> yeah they also have frozen glug in the, in the in the summertime which is delicious but different different flavor palette <laughs> well hey follow us at side action pod on twitter side action podcast on instagram Follow me up on Wegs, at Wegspool on Twitter and, and on Instagram. Yeah, but you can check me out on Instagram <laughs> at Tom Cooper on Twitter at Mr. Grumpy Gills. Uh, check us out on Instagram at Side Action Podcast and on Twitter at Side Action Pod. Uh, yeah, we're the Side Action Podcast. I don't know if I can keep – so I just keep saying Side Action. We're the Side, side Action Podcast. Side Action. Side Action. Not yet. <laughs> so, but no, until next week, we'll be uh, – we should be reunited. We'll do uh, – We'll do the big-time college football games. Yeah. We'll talk some of that. Uh, we'll have to get some NBA going or some college basketball. Talk well, college basketball will change over as soon as we get through the NFL regular season. But, yeah, you can add some NBA to the card if you want. Yeah, we'll get there. But, uh, but no, until next time, enjoy your glug. I'm sorry I won't see you. I, you know, if if things aren't going well early tonight, make sure you remember that don't pass line. Or that don't I know. I've, I've got the whole do not, do not pass yeah. strategy in my back pocket to – yeah. Win some money back. But don't be afraid to implement it. Don't be afraid to be that guy. I know I know you can kind of sometimes get cold feet about stirring the pot, you know, and kind of being the number one enemy. That's usually what I like to do and <laughs> you know, I usually enjoy those reins. But uh So I should do just, it I should do it when Luke's throwing, like whoop. Oh, you can? I mean <laughs> if, if he's cold. Yeah, I mean it's table size cold, man. I'm sorry, but we're just we're here to hey, win, man. Cash money, cash money, yeah. you know. We play we play to win the game. <laughs> All right. Well, Merry Christmas, everybody, and we'll uh, catch up with you next week. Have a happy holiday. Love you guys. That's a wrap for this episode of the Side Action Podcast. We appreciate all of your listens, and thank you for joining us. We'll see you all again next week on Thursday for some more hot picks and side action.
Side Action Podcast, its owners and associates take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the show hosts or their guests. Statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of this podcast, and opinions between talk show hosts may conflict. Individuals following the advice given on the podcast accept their own risk of losses from wagers made, as the Side Action Podcast, its owners, hosts, associates, or guests will not guarantee any advice given. The opinions and advice given on the Side Action Podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Intro and outro and transition music credits. Song titles, Jerry 5 and District 4 by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.org. Licensed under Creative Commons Attribution 3.0. CreativeCommons.org backslash licenses backslash by 3.0.